Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Happy Tuesday. Jake with you at our uh, Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me producing today, of course. And safely social distancing from Costa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. Hope you're having a good day today. You're all fired up. You're there in place in our studios, uh, not just for our show, but for pre-half and post tonight in a game that I think is important for the Jazz. So you're all set. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I sound a lot more excited about you being all set than you are. Easy for you is what I would say. <laughs> Easy Come for on. you, Mr. Big Show until 430. You love it. Come on. You love it. I do. I, I, I love what I do. You know that. Well, how about how about sounding like it a little bit? Come but on. He, he would love being home with his wife and daughter more. I well, I I'm just kind of taken aback by the the secondhand enthusiasm. <laughs> you know the 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 I'm going to project enthusiasm on you because you know I'm going to be taking a nap at 4:45. <laughs> I'm going to ask you every day, Gordon, what mood are you projecting on me today? <laughs> no, I know it. How many of our listeners right now do you think would love to be doing what you're sitting where you are right now? No. I mean, I've been, you Zero. got one of the, you got one of the best jobs in, in, in the world. I mean, think of it. You, you get to talk about sports on the air. You get to diagnose the Utah jazz. You get to, to, uh, to, to do a show with me, you get to, uh, <laughs> yeah. you, what else, what else, <laughs> you know, you do, I'll bet, I'll bet you if we took a poll of our listeners or any group of humans and they said, how do you feel, how would you feel about having a job where you get paid handsomely to talk about sports handsomely on the radio station and you occasionally have to stay up a little later at night, you know, taking care of jazz broadcasts uh does that sound like a job that you would like to have everybody in the room hand goes up well 99 out of 100 okay i get that but i had i I had i had a guy who was the legal the the head of the legal department for a huge corporation who once told me that he would he would trade it all in to be able to do what we do All right, I have I have two schools of thought on the matter here, Gordon. Okay. All right, 
My my uh, my first thought is is that people just don't understand or have an appreciation for the effort in which it takes to to talk to you for four hours every single day. <laughs> Pure torture. So, uh, no, I just said effort. I, I said nothing about torture. I said just effort. Two, two, <laughs> two. Weren't you the guy like that? Where do you got the guy the other day that when I said Larry Tassoni had the greatest job on the planet, you went through a laundry list of reasons why it's not. (laughs) But but when you're describing, and of course, Larry, by the way, is our friend from the Miller Megaplex. He is the, what's his official title, Austin? The film buyer. Film buyer. So his job is literally to watch movies and. You know, you went through well. They're not, they're you know they're not all good movies, and uh, you know he's still it's still a job. But yeah, when it comes to my gig, you're like, wow, you just have it so great. I mean, you could never complain about anything ever again. I'm just telling you what what is <laughs> what 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 I hear from other people. Okay, they all say right. it all the time. They say it to me. They say it to you. Every day is daffodils and uh, sweet pickles. They don't really say it much to Austin, but they say it to me and you. And, you know, I mean, so celebrate it. That's all I'm saying. Celebrate it. You get to do pre-half and post tonight. I do. It's after true. Our, after our show. Uh, and, and, you know, think about it. You get to work with me. You get to work with Austin. You get to work with Tim. It's it's, it's, it's a pleasure. I, I hear you. Uh, but this is still America. And the last I checked, I get to control my own enthusiasm on a daily basis. <laughs> I get to make that decision coming into work every day because of this great country. And I'm going to continue to hold on to that right. Yes, if I'm going to be grumpy. But I'm not even grumpy. Now I'm grumpy. I'm glad I could have that effect on I didn't come into the show grumpy. I just wasn't uh, bouncing off the walls with glee. All right. I just wanted you to remember, you know, remember what uh, the privilege it is that you have. And you do it well, you know. And so the combination of those two things, it's a job that everybody loves and everybody would love to have, and you're good at it. I appreciate that, And so that, the, the, the combination of those two things, you're in heaven, baby. I'll, I'll especially remember that when I'm thinking about the cheese coma that you're in at about uh, 4.55. <laughs> cheese coma. Well, I mean, think about it. You're on the Lazy uh, you know, Boy, and you've got just crumbles of the Gouda and whatever it is you're diving into, and just, you know what? I'm going to close my eyes for a moment. I may spend a little time with my family. I'm going to just kick back, and I'm going to close my eyes for a minute, and, you know, when the dog comes to clean up these crumbles, I'll probably wake up and go make myself a sandwich or something. That's That's all right. I'll be thinking about uh, you. I'll so, be- you know, like Hans was in the NFL and he didn't like it. And so people would think, oh, I'll be terrific to be in the NFL. But see, but Hans didn't like it, you know. And, and so you like it. You like what you do. And you're really good at it. You know, Tony Dunsey isn't going to come along and cut you off the radio station. Did Hans really not like being in the NFL or just wasn't as great as he thought it was going to be? I don't think he liked uh, it How much. would you answer oh, okay. that, uh, I, I mean... I don't know. You should honestly, Austin, uh, and anybody who knows Hans out there and hasn't had the discussion, sit down and talk to him about why, because it actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's I'll never not, talk uh, to Hans again about his NFL career. Oh no, you kind of ruined that yeah. privilege. But not, uh, so wait, 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 what, wait, wait. what, uh, what did, uh, I'll remind our listeners what you did, Austin. At a Christmas company Christmas party, he said to someone, "When I played for the Indianapolis Colts, and I piped up, which I thought was in my head, but I piped out uh, vocally, <laughs> played." 
<laughs> and then ran yeah. for my life. And then, yeah, yeah. hasn't talked to Hans since. But I, I, there's there's a lot that goes into that. I, I think that let me let me sum it up this way because I'll let Hans speak for himself. But uh, a lot of us envision the NFL lifestyle uh, through like the perspective of say. Uh, um, Tom Brady, uh, for Gordon's sake, or, you know, the the best players in the league, Russell Wilson, whatever, you know, the star running back, star receiver, and think, man, it's all uh, popping bottles and uh, deciding which limo you're going to take Every out on a, on a Friday night. Every day and uh, yeah, sweet pickles. exactly. But what you don't realize is that basically 90% of the NFL is, ju- is, is just trying to stab the next guy to keep their spot. <laughs> Well, I see. About, you know, so we think about, like, think oh, about, Russ Wilson married to, to uh, uh, Sierra, Sierra, Sierra or whatever her name is. Whatever. You know, oh. boy, and he's just raising his profile and it's all about branding and we're picking where he wants to play and blah, blah, blah. But what you don't realize is that if you're most of the NFL, then you <laughs> are, are concocting schemes on how you're going to poison the guy behind you so he doesn't take your job. Like a, a player guy, the other guy's Colorado. trying to do the same thing to you. And the other dude's trying to do the I same see. to you. Exactly. Yeah. You right. can't you can't make friends because, you know, you never know when they're going to be it's gone. It's like being in the mafia. A, a little bit, maybe. There's some perks that come to that, but mostly right. it's trying not to die. And Like, can you imagine if you're like the, the backup uh, you know, linebacker or something, and they draft somebody else going into that camp. It's like, all right, well, uh, you know, I've got the strict nine, uh, and I'm going to give it my best. And if I beat the guy out, fine. But if I don't, well, it's either him or me. I have a plan. <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> well, what's that song how- uh, from uh, from uh, uh, that uh, musical? I've got poison in my pocket. Uh, uh, oh, am I going blank? Did uh, we saw the, your uh, the dice with family? Yeah, it's the gentleman's guide to love and murder. Yeah, <laughs> That's right, yeah. exactly. God, I've got some think poison about, in my pocket, and it's basically it. him or me. So I, I see his mashed potatoes right over there, and uh, guess who's going to be on the Colts next season? Anyway, sorry, Gordon. Yeah, the, think about how difficult it is to get as far as Hans did. Right, right. In the NFL, and how many you know he is in the, he is in the top one percent uh, of athletes who have played football just getting as far as he did so that's he an elite athlete uh, even a really elite athlete has um a difficult uh, experience so i guess i don't know is that fair i don't know we'll, we'll have to ask Hans it's about difficult that yeah it's hard yeah. i i, I, I imagine it's, it. it's yeah. really hard yeah and and when you sit down and talk to Hans about it you get kind of get a a different perspective on it so to answer your question gordon i don't know if he hated it per se because you're still playing football right but I think there's a lot that went into that lifestyle that didn't agree with our guy. And I, I, wonder, I certainly understand. I, I just wonder, if he had been able to beat a 12-year-old girl at tennis, do you think he he would have been an even more elite athlete? No. Don't do this. because And I, I said it then, and I'll say it now. Your, your football skill and talent has zero to do with <laughs> tennis skill and talent. Completely different skill set and sport. I'll reiterate what I said earlier. What Hans was able to accomplish was is elite, and uh, so and even for that kind of athlete uh, to make the league and be in the league, still having to face those kinds of difficulties, yeah. it's not. Uh, I don't play that game. Whoever's doing that, but uh, I, I, I'm speaking what I really feel. It's uh, very difficult to get that far. So. Anyway. Plus, if he, if he didn't make the Colts, he wouldn't have one of the best stories ever. And I, I could never do it justice, but have Hans tell the story about how he showed up to Peyton Manning's uh, party early. 
not on time, but early. So it was just Hans and Amanda standing in Peyton's kitchen while they awkwardly like, well, I, I was going to shower. Uh, before <laughs> that early, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if the shower was involved. We'll have to get hands to tell the story, but it is pretty funny <laughs> because I've been there. I mean, my wife and I are both very timely people, so we've both been to parties where we're the only ones there. So I, I can sympathize to a certain extent, but I think he got there like early. <laughs> they're like, like, it's next week. <laughs> you want to pitch in on the max salad here, or are you just gonna stand <laughs> like, around? Like, hey, we're here for the party. <laughs> Is Peyton's wife still in her, you know, like sweatsuit? Like, uh, come in? Hair and curlers <laughs> Hair in a and robe. Curly. <laughs> Babysitter hasn't shown up yet, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Why but, did they get there so early? I don't know. They just prompt people. Not sure. They, but, of course, it's like, and this goes back into it, too, right? The the conversation we were hand, having. Hans had two kids, maybe three at the time. I think he had his third on the way or something when he was playing uh, playing in the NFL. And I'm sure he and Amanda were living a completely different lifestyle than, say, uh, a single person on the team. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the marital status of those Colts teams were, but, I mean, it, uh, I'm, I'm sure that he was living a significantly different lifestyle where, you know, to mo- you know most of the team, uh, 7 o'clock meant 10, but to Hans, 7 o'clock meant, you know, 6.15 sharp. Are you, are you suggesting that Hans was in a hurry to get away from his young kids? I don't know about that. I'm not going to slander Hans on the radio. I'll leave that to you. Wait a minute. I didn't slander Hans. You just said he was trying to get away from his kids. No, I asked the question. I didn't say it. That, you know, the fact that you do that, you did just did that. I, I ask questions all the time, and people think the question is a statement. It's not a statement. It's a question. I know, but it's a really leading question, and that's just an interesting defense you take there. That uh, No, uh, I said, it, are you suggesting? I, uh, I know, but, but if, the witness. If, if, I, if I did this, per se, and say... Did Gordon cheat on his taxes? You know, I'm just oh, asking great. a question, yeah. but at the same time, I'm accusing you of something. You know what I mean? I'm just, I just, I'm just announce, asking questions no, here. No, I want, to announce, just asking the, questions. I want to announce to the IRS that Jake Scott is the one that's bringing that up, not me. Did Gordon shoplift Metamucil from the Macy's by his house? <laughs> Metamucil, <laughs> digestive health, no, I know, is is an important Metamucil? thing to, to I, everybody. I, it's I, like you know, three bucks. I don't I'm just asking questions. You know, I'm just asking questions. I see. So <laughs> you're really you're you. you're really making a statement, but just because you make your voice go like this at the end does not mean that you're just off the hook. No, but see, I was. Th- yes. Th- 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 yes. Th- we're on we're on different islands here. I that's not was not my intent. But now that you say it the way you said it, I know that now is your intent. So it's mine. I'll, Did I'll Gordon's dad kill Kennedy? <laughs> That's not the way I said it. I didn't. I didn't. I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking. Jake, questions. are you saying Hans hates his children? <laughs> That's what it I'm was. I'm just asking questions here. That was a little. Asking, I, I yeah. see your point. Yeah, <laughs> I see your point. Okay. But, Still, uh, my favorite uh, political theater of all the time, Ted Cruz's dad, killed Kennedy. What, what a time 2016 was. Do you really think Gordon drowns kittens on the weekend? I'm just asking questions. I, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I'm just You know, just I know someone. Questions. 
I know someone who threw a bag of kit, kit, kitties into a river. Once. Okay, good. You, you don't Heavens. have to top. You don't have the, to do the ridiculous that. I went to. You don't have to. You don't have to have a kitten drowning story. I'm, I'm at a loss. What, how did we get there? I'm so sorry. I feel like I owe an apology. What did, what did we do? How did that happen? You know, I know someone once drowned kitten who poured strychnine in their teammates' mashed potatoes. <laughs> Shame on them. My neighbor, Ted Bundy, once uh, drowned 15 kittens. <laughs> Why are we talking about your, your friend who drowned 10 kittens? What kind of psychopath drowns 10 kittens? <laughs> who, are you, who are you associating with? Are you associating with people that drown kittens? <laughs> who did that kitten drowner grow up to be? No, are they so free? With, wait a minute. You guys know of some great criminal somewhere. You didn't associate with You just said it, my, my good buddy. Uh, no, that's not what I kittens. said. So you're just telling I us said a I know, story about I somebody? I said I know. No, I said I know somebody who did that. I know someone mean and know of someone are completely, completely different. You know the guy. <laughs> I know of Charles Manson, but I don't know Charles did you, Manson. Did you call the police when you found out? So we've got a no, psycho found, drowning no. kittens on our hands. <laughs> I found out about it years after the fact. See, I, I thought I picked the most ridiculous thing that no one could, <laughs> but I, I failed. So, and I should have known better. So, if you've got a story, oh, it'll be topped. It will be topped. I know a guy who drowned a bag of ten kittens. <laughs> oh, I just thought that was so cruel. It really stood out in my mind. All right. Well, here we go. You know, we try to have an upbeat show. <laughs> those up-tempo records, man. They do it to me every time. They <laughs> do it to me every, every single time. time. Here, and we're what gonna... about those photos? I, 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 tell Don. Here, oh. well, here we were going to talk about uh, college basketball, but uh, somebody's got to bring up their <laughs> psycho cousin drowning ten kittens. Two. Uh, now we got to hear it. Weeks. This is the last time I want somebody to use his brain to not come out of a record that is uh that, that's up tempo and i gotta talk about a dog dying <laughs> here we are trying to set the table Jeez. for an upbeat show if you're gonna bring up some yeah, criminal see, that's those tempo numbers man it's impossible to make those transitions gonna talk about a bag full of dead kittens <laughs> That's, you know, it's what's so funny. How did about, you know this person? About Casey. I, I don't want to reveal. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what they do it for, but we can't come out of a slow record. I Casey just gets, the, the, he builds through that whole complaint and it turns into abject anger. Oh, man. I yeah, I just knew, I, I knew of someone. No, you can't, yeah, you can't go back now. Can't put that cat no. back in the bag. Yeah. You either. Well, I do. I, I really. That's a lie. I do know this person. You either so. know an axe murderer, or you just invented <laughs> that story just no, to one up Boston. Nope, it's a true story, and I have given that person a whole lot of grief over that. That's and a, they're probably plotting against you at this moment. <laughs> you don't give anybody grief who drowned ten kittens. That's somebody who's breaking into your house in the middle of the night. Like that's that's not cool. You just say, "Hey, congratulations, man," and you move on. Congratulations. That's that's some great that's some great cat drowning. Okay. Have a have a have a nice have a nice life. Okay. I am. Right. I, I. Wow. 
It is. Oh. Think about that. I mean, if no, a person no. loaded well, the kiddies it, into a We need sack. to take a break. In fact, <laughs> coming up next, we'll talk NCAA basketball. There's no, there's no transition there. Good enough. Uh, radio has not been perfected to that point. Stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Today is a Total Request Tuesday. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Today's theme, selected by Austin Horton, is uh, songs slash bands that come to mind when you think of the word enthusiasm. And uh, Austin adds, sarcastic responses are accepted and frankly encouraged. So uh, this one goes out to uh, Jay. Is that right, Austin? Yeah, Jay. Shout out to Jay. Uh, big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Um, yeah. Are we going to have to hear? Do we have to hear uh, "Shiny Happy People" or "Happy Shiny People"? Whatever it is, "Shiny Happy People" by REM. Is that enthusiasm? Yeah. No, I, I hereby ban that one. Actually, so. okay. it's not really an enthusiastic song. But that's their sarcasm. Is but it's not really like yeah. a dead song. It, like somebody suggested Lou Reed. Like that's hilarious. Uh, that guy is the <laughs> antithesis of enthusiasm. <laughs> That is a good answer. <laughs> it's an incredible answer. Uh, you just a trailer tweets in. He said it was going great. Then Jake and Austin mentioned kittens to Gordon, and he's got a picture of a train driving off the end of a track. I don't think that's any train. I think that's from the Petticoat Junction TV show. Oh, I hope so. That would be a total you chast a trailer thing to do, wouldn't it? Uh, okay, Gordon, let's let's put the train back in, on the tracks, shall we? We're going to talk a lot of jazz basketball today, so we're going to start with college basketball. Um, Bowler is going to join the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Jazz pregame takes, on, uh, takes over at 4.30, so a lot of jazz basketball coming. Uh, but there is a brewing story out there, Gordon, and I think it, uh, it lends itself to a broader conversation. Uh, but uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Again, why they can't, to your point, Austin, the other day, why can't they just go with the Gophers? I don't know. Why does it have to be the Golden Gophers? It's just very weird. The Gophers. No, Golden makes it sound more, I don't know. You can't make a Gopher sound cool. I mean, <laughs> nothing that, that's the, the bane gopher. of agriculture's existence can be, can be made cool. Uh, uh, but they, me, if, I, if I kill all the Gophers. Uh, so they fired, they parted ways with Richard Patino. No, not that Richard mm-hmm. Patino, the younger one. And uh, Richard has since got a job at New Mexico. He's uh, you, your beloved Lobos have a new leader, Gordon. Yes, uh, they do. So Minnesota doesn't, uh, you know, they uh, they part ways with Richard. He they don't owe him any more money because he got a new job. So they're free to go out and do their coaching search. And lo and behold, Gordon, one of a few candidates that have been mentioned is Craig Smith. Yes, indeed. From Utah State. Wouldn't you be interested in him, given what he's done with the Aggies? 
Oh, certainly. Oh, I mean, the success yeah. he he has had has been uh, has been terrific. There's no doubt this about is, it. But this, and I'm sure this is the back end of what you want to talk about here, uh, as far as opening up the discussion goes. This is one of the the pratfalls of uh, having a situation where you can be used as a stepping stone. And and maybe there's a whole lot of places like that. It's like when we hear about Archie uh, Miller being uh, fired from uh, Indiana, that Brad Stevens wants to jump off the Boston Celtics to go coach Indiana. I mean, why in the world would he do that? And yet, so I guess you could turn anything into a stepping stone if you wanted. But uh, that, that would be frustrating. If I'm an Aggie fan, I'm frustrated by that news. Yeah, it's it's a nice compliment to, to your coach. But that's just, you know, let the man do his job where he is. You know, but that's, that's I don't know, it's America, I guess. America. Well, and it's kind of uh, we reap what we sow from a culture standpoint where, you know, college sports uh, really isn't about the, you know, coach taking a job and keeping it for 20 years. Um, yeah. You know, there are examples yep, of that, but, uh, you know, it's it's going by the wayside. It just is. I mean, Urban Meyer um, and and if you can think of another one, Gordon, pre, please do. But he's kind of the first legendary coach in college sports to do it, at least the two major ones, to do it at a bunch of different locations. I guess you could throw in Calipari, maybe Patino. Maybe those are examples of what I'm talking about. But, you know, when Urban, you know, started uh, his thing and, and going up to amongst the the, the legends in the sport uh, as far as coaches go you know he he goes up there with guys like Bobby Bowden and Joe Paterno and Frank Beamer who uh, and Lavelle nice. Edwards for that matter you know these coaches these legendary coaches that just had it going at one place and they stayed and in today's day and age I think it doesn't happen anymore for a variety of reasons one you're alluding at that the the paycheck at other places there's always a destination school you know, even if you're Rick Pitino at Kentucky, when the Celtics come calling, where did he go? You know, I mean, you're never the top of the heap, so to speak. And so, I, you know, there's always a, another rung on the ladder to climb. And it, the money is so good that it, it leads toward that type of thing. And then on the other side of it, Gordon, I would say that the expectation uh, surrounding a lot of these programs is so ridiculous that it makes it impossible for these guys to say stay. Win a national championship for me today, gone tomorrow. Because yeah. all of a sudden, two years later, after the national championship, the rebuild isn't going quite as well as the fan base would like, and boom, you're gone. Yeah. So you just don't have the build it, stay, and live happily ever after. It just doesn't happen. So, you know, from a fan standpoint, it's tough. And from a coaching standpoint, it makes the lifestyle different, for sure. I mean, much more nomadic. And you're, you're, I like the way you pointed out that it can go in either direction. You know, mm -hmm. you can continue to climb. Or you know, think of a college coach that has bounced around, like Steve Alford. Right. Yep. I mean, he's bounced around all over the place. Where is he now? Nevada, right? Uh, and, and you hear talk that he could be a candidate somewhere else. I saw Mark Pope's name attached to that Indiana job way on down the list always. But th that's what happens when you go to a school and do a good job there. Uh, you're going you're probably going to get offers. So here's why you can't blame the coach, though. In this whole discussion, we can talk about what's wrong with it and what's right with it. But here's why you can't blame the coach in today's day and age. Because you you take a job at another school, Gordon, you guarantee yourself another three years, maybe four. 
So not only are you taking the 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 raise, but you're also buying goodwill in the job, right? So he's got two to three years to turn it around. If it doesn't happen, he takes his guaranteed money and split. But he's still got another two to three years. I mean, if it went south-south on the Aggies next year and then another south-south year for the Aggies the year after, I mean, how long is Craig Smith going to have that job? You know, the, the security is just so flimsy you'd almost be foolish not to strike while the iron's hot because there's no guarantee that it's going to be hot tomorrow Although and, I, and by tomorrow going, i mean like if, literally tomorrow if you're going somewhere where they're hiring a new coach it's usually because something has gone wrong there but who cares and, because you at least are going to get three years to turn it around especially if you're getting paid a boatload of money right right but here's the problem with that the coaches turn around who are wherever they're coaching now and they're telling their kids to go out there and don't be selfish, sacrifice for the team, sacrifice for the name on the front of the jersey, not on the back, all that stuff. And it, it runs counter to what the coaches have in their minds as far as what their opportunities are. So that seems hypocritical to me. Oh, of course, but welcome to college sports. What isn't <laughs> hypocritical? And, and by the way, that argument is wearing thin, too, because, you know, in a matter of whatever, it's – I mean, it's already the Wild West when it comes to uh, transferring, and going, that's only yeah. getting worse. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you can only talk about that hypocrisy so much because the landscape is changing there, too. Um, so, and maybe words, some people so think nobody's, nobody's loyal anymore. <laughs> which I find unfortunate. I honestly do. I mean, as much as I can't blame the coach, and I really don't, I do find it unfortunate that we don't get to see these programs build and watch it flourish over the years. I do admire coaches who go to one place. Uh, well, you know, they may have bounced around getting to where they're going, but once they get there and see tremendous success, I I, I admire those who stay right where they are. You know, I I, I think that's kind of cool. How many opportunities? You know, we can sit here and criticize Shashevsky if we want, but he's had opportunities to go other places. And he hasn't, although he's getting paid. What's he getting paid? Eight, nine million a year already. So, you know, uh, maybe uh, I I just like it when someone goes somewhere and builds something and stays there. There's just something about that that's appealing, at least to me. Maybe I'm just old fashioned. Well, Utah State then has to look for their next do moral. I mean, somebody that's going to come to Logan, love the lifestyle and stay. And those, you know. Do you uh, uh, not hire somebody as dynamic because they think they're going to be there for the long term? You know, what if they, what if Utah State said, you know what, we're not sure this Craig Smith is going to stay because he doesn't have a ton of ties to the area or whatever, you know, seems like a coach on the rise. It, would they pass on that guy? Like, did Utah make a mistake hiring Urban Meyer because he was only going to be around two years? That's the other side of the argument, because I agree with you, Gordon. I I, I well, missed that about sports, you, but like Utah, Utah changed its program by hiring yeah, Ur- Urban yeah. Meyer. But Utah lucked out having Kyle Whittingham in the wings, you know, because that that could have been a situation where Urban Meyer came in and elevated the program and then left, and then the program went right back down. Uh, so they were fortunate the way that played out. But even if that were true, which I, I agree with you on the Kyle Whittingham part, I'm, I'm focusing on Urban for a second, but even if that were true and they did go back down to earth, it still would have been worth it. <laughs> it's still, hey, it, honestly, it yeah, still would have been worth it, 100%. And so what you're saying then for the disloyal coach who just jumps at the next best opportunity, uh, he gets paid off. He gets uh, much to his advantage. And the school that is hiring people, just mercenaries to come in, then they get paid off as well. 
Well, because think about what Ron McBride did when he came into Utah. He lifted that program to a level it hadn't been at in a long, long time. Yep. And he got fired anyway. Yep. Yeah, a great example of eventually they're going to turn on you. I mean, Urban Meyer, honestly, as long as we're talking about him, he was brilliant, right? Because before the the uh, you know the school and the fans had a chance to turn on him, he just bounced. <laughs> yeah, and it was exactly. turning at Florida. I don't know about Ohio State, yeah. but it was turning at Florida, and he got while the getting was good. I remember having a conversation with Frank Layden about why he he left uh, when he did, when he seemed to be sitting on top of the world with uh, you know a young Stockton, a young Malone on a team, and he turns it over to Jerry Sloan. And he, but uh, if I, I hope I am recalling this uh, exactly the way Frank said it, but. He talked about how he looked around. Tom Landry got fired from the Dallas Cowboys, and he said when he looked at that, he thought it's just a matter of time before you get fired. If yep. Tom Landry can get fired, anybody can get fired. It's a cruel business. It it really is in a, in a lot of ways. It's a it's a really cruel business. So what what? Speaking of, uh, what's the takeaway here? Get while you get what you can while you can. Depends on who you are. You know what? It really does. It depends on who you are and what you're looking for. You know, well, the, speaking of Lavelle, he said that you know if he he had that great offer from the Detroit Lions and he laughed about it later, saying if I'd taken that job, I would have made a bunch of money and I would have been out of work in four years. Right. I mean, I don't think. It, let's say, and I, I'm not trying to jinx anything out there, Aggie fans, but let's say Craig leaves this year and goes somewhere else. Utah State has a tale of two types of coaches, right, with Stu Morrill and with Craig Smith. And the program, the school, the community are better off for both of them, even though they both took two different approaches, right? I suppose, yeah. So we'll see, you know, if that happens, where the Aggies go from here. And I'm sure they wouldn't prefer to lose a coach like that. But, you know, if you look at it that way, the, the, he's still left an imprint on the program in a positive way. So let me ask you a personal question, Jake. Uh, personalize it, and maybe I've, as I ask you this question, let me ask it to all our listeners. Would you rather go to a school and uh, just a, a, a middle-of-the-road school and have tremendous success there for 30 years and uh, maybe even to the level of a Frank Beamer or Lavelle Edwards who goes somewhere and has so much success – that they eventually slap his name on the side of the freaking stadium. But Lavelle was being paid relative peanuts compared to what he could have made somewhere else. Would you rather bounce around here and there and make a lot more money or stay in one place to the point where you become a legend and, and have that kind of honor put upon you but not make anywhere near as much money? Which one are you taking if you had to pick one? Depends on where the jobs were. For me personally, I mean, what do you mean? What? 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 How? Why is that important? Well, uh, living in Bismarck. <laughs> well, where is Bismarck? North money. or South Dakota? North oh, okay. Dakota. You're, living so in talking... business, Bismarck, North Dakota, and living in like, I mean, even Logan, like a beautiful place like Logan. That's that's a totally different thing, right? So you're saying in either direction where you are. Might yeah, be, yeah. Let's say let's say it's a nice place. I mean, it's a nice place. It's not a marquee name, but you build it into something that is much bigger than it ever was before. Uh, I'm not talking about Notre Dame, but I'm not talking about I'm not talking about you know Chico State. 
uh, it's somewhere in between. And you like it. You're comfortable there, and you've, you've built this fantastic program there. Would you rather have that, or would you rather take the other job after three years and then take another job and then another job and, and see some success but eventually get fired? Which one would you rather? But you've made $25 million in the meantime. But this is college basketball? Or football. Well, if it's college basketball, I need to know what kind of AAU programs I'm dialed in with. Jake, obviously, you're where where you are. You're seeing great success. <laughs> I don't know, Gordon. I'd, I'd like to say I'd, I'd stay where I was happy or comfortable, but that's that's really tough because would Urban Meyer be uh, the the college football coaching legend that he is if he didn't bounce to those multiple programs? Like if he would have right. stayed at Bowling Green, would he be considered one of the top you know five or six college football coaches of all time? Right. But see, Probably I believe not. that had he stayed at Utah, he would have been successful there for a long, long. I agree, but would he be viewed how he is now? Probably not. No, no. But he would might have a stadium named after him. Maybe. You know, or- but how about this? If if Witt would have taken the Tennessee job years ago and won a bunch of SEC titles in a national championship, would he be more happy than he is staying all these years at Utah? Well, I think that in the case of Urban Meyer, he's Urban Meyer, his number one priority is Urban Meyer. And I maybe that's true of all coaches. Maybe that's true of every human being. Maybe not. I hope not. But he he wanted to have that success that he was looking for, um, and he felt a lot of pressure. I've talked about it a lot on the show from his dad, uh, the way he was raised and whatnot. And I, I, he wanted he had something to prove, and he wanted to prove that he was the guy, and so he he followed that path. But he could have achieved greatness in other ways too. But I teach his own. Yeah, you said it. So, I you know I always admired the Stu Moral story, right? That he stayed in Logan so long because he just loved it up there, community, everything about it. Small town go to a dude. place and, and win like crazy and uh, not ever play anybody tough outside. But the see, then you're going to live with the criticism from the Gordon Monsons of the world. You say <laughs> that you don't, uh, you didn't earn anything, and uh, just kidding. just totally dump Stu on Moral, your legacy. I like Stu Moral. I yeah, like Stu Moral. I like Stu Moral too. He was, he was good. No doubt. All right. Uh, stay tuned. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. legs and then he was a she, she says, hey babe. Take a walk on the wild side. Said, hey, honey. Austin, you know me and my simple sense of humor. I need to see that immediately. Post haste. Here's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Austin said, uh, told me during the break, right when we were coming back, there's a video going viral of an umpire getting hit in the groin. I mean, I need to see that, Austin. I'm looking for it. it essentially, the, the uh, umpire and the catcher we're on board with the batter taking time, and the pitcher wasn't. And the pitcher just threw it, and the catcher got out of the way. And plunk. And got him right in the old uh, North Star there. He probably deserved it. <laughs> uh, I got to see that video. 
Did North you... Star? I've never heard it I'm referred sorry, to as that. The North Star. I don't know what that means, but I know what that means. It always stays directly in its place. Well, you don't have to uh, make it gross. Uh, you know, this is. <laughs> Speaking of referees, Gordon. Do you see these six referees that will not be allowed to uh, officiate the NCAA tournament? They were yes. sent home because yes. their room wasn't ready, and so they went out to lunch. Yeah. And then one of the referees uh, came back with a positive test, so they're all out. Do you know how much money those guys are missing out on? Do you know how bent out of shape I'd be if I were one of the refs that was being uh, contact traced? Well, but the I question is, who, are, who, would you be, That's all. Yeah. who would you be bent out of shape with? I would be bent out of shape with the NCAA. Uh, maybe you should be mad at yourself for doing that to begin with. What? Going out to lunch. Oh, their room wasn't ready. What do you expect them to do? Well, yeah, but they they were fully aware that they didn't want to come in contact with anything that would put them in peril that way. Where would they go right? to eat? That wouldn't put them like I don't. They have to eat, right? Yeah. They, yeah. Even if they, even if your answer is head down to the seven and get a prepared, uh, pre-wrapped uh, sandwich, that's still a, a risk. I suppose they weren't but, out at uh, the glitter club. Yeah, they went they to were... lunch. <laughs> we yeah, got a sandwich. Difference? What's you know? the difference? They got to eat, still... man. You're you're still exposed. I mean, in in the general term. Oh wow! I you know what I will say. What happened to these guys is unfortunate. I'm not going to say it's reckless. Yeah, I I don't know what 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 kind of place did they go? To? I'm certainly not going to blame them. Be like, how dare you go get lunch? Yeah, but they're on the precipice of the tournament, and and so yeah, I think you have to be. You know, they you just got have, off a plane, right? Be, you always have to be careful, but you have to be particularly careful. Yeah, but a I plane just got is, off a, a shuttle bus, a, man. A, no, a plane is absolutely necessary to get you where you need to go. So like, only they do the things that are absolutely necessary. They can't and fast they the whole to, month. No, but they could. They could probably go to the market there at the at the hotel where they're staying and, and pick up some stuff. I, I don't know. Am I wrong? Don't they say that restaurants are one of the uh, one of the more uh, you know? Okay, let me let me put. Areas? Have you looked at the uh, Have you looked at the pictures today that have gone viral from the Denver airport as they try to catch back up on the flights that were canceled because of the snowstorm? I mean, no. like lines looping the airport. I mean, the concept of, of social distancing was a little loose there. So I got to tell you, if I were a, a referee that just traveled uh, on an airplane through an airport like that onto a crowded shuttle bus into a hotel lobby and decided to go get a sandwich, and that's what cost me the, the opportunity to, to ref in the NCAA tournament, maybe there's no blame to go around, but I'd be bent out of shape. So it's I'd be not like, wait they, a minute here. I got, not, I got tuna not, salad, and now I got to go home. <laughs> so it's not that they all tested positive. It's that they all may have been exposed to one person. One tested person positive. tested positive, and the six of them went to get lunch while their rooms were being prepared. Well, it's hard to blame anybody to get who gets that that that. Uh terrible virus i couldn't agree more exposed to it i agree that's why i said i wouldn't blame the other referee i'd just say hey stuff happens because you know you were one of a hundred thousand people that just poured out of that airport
but I'd be bent out of shape that I was like, oh, guys, geez, our room's not ready. So what would happen if they all said, okay, now individually we're going to go to the same lunch spot, but uh, you're going to be behind me in line? Would they have gotten sent home? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. At least I'd be bent out of shape. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Well, T- Teddy TV and uh, John Hare Higgins, I'm not going to miss either of them. They're two of the so, six. Well, they so all stink, Austin. I mean, we're all, all honestly all better off. Yeah, but for they them not only home. stink, but love the camera. But love stinking. And love that I know Publicly, who they are. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maybe we're better off then. All right. Well, do you think had they had they not gone out to eat, uh, they, then the other eat? guys would have been obviously the guy who tested positive was was uh, in a tough spot, but the other ones would not have been, uh, uh, you know, uh, exposed or whatever. Right, so they would have been able to continue refereeing, unless they, you know, because let's say they hadn't gone out to eat. It sounds like they had all arrived around the same time at the hotel, if not had gotten there together. Yeah. So whether they went out to eat or sat in the lobby, they were all going to be contact traced if one of them tests positive, no matter what they did. I don't. Unless they had uh, Joel Embiid hazmat suit. Well, they didn't contact trace the whole lobby. I'm sure some some. Well, they sales, didn't stay in the lobby. Some they went to salesman the- from Pittsburgh is like, wait, what? <laughs> What are you? What? What? Huh? I gotta stay where? It is funny. They didn't charter flight them in, right? Right. They flew commercial, yes. correct? Scotty's going. He's flying commercial. So that's okay. But going to lunch isn't right. Please. That's what I'm getting at. Unless you're going to lunch and licking all the f- silverware on all the tables and, and being wouldn't haphazard they, about it. Well, wouldn't wait, wait, wait. Wouldn't they be able to test these guys over the next two or three days? And, you uh, would if think they were, if they if they were negative, then they would be good to go. You would think so, wouldn't you? Or maybe for round two, maybe they only miss round one. But to be like, hey, hope you like that tuna salad because you know what, it cost you. Bam! <laughs> Don't let the door hit you. Where the good Lord split you. That catch of the day, you caught more than the I mean, fish. It's costing these guys, honestly, if you want to look at it, thousands of dollars. Yeah. Good. That's too bad. Good. I agree. Wow, I'm, good. Torn, I'm torn on this. Shouldn't issue. have eaten. You want to be a ref in the NCAA tournament or not? What matters to you? You want to eat or do you want to live, huh? Should have brown bagged it. <laughs> yeah, because the airports let you do that. Oh, man, should have carried stuff something. It in your stuff it in your suitcase, I mean, in your uh, briefcase or something. A whole month's worth of kielbasa sausage or what? I don't. <laughs> should have waited in line at the McDonald's. What is in this suitcase there, Teddy Valentine? Oh, a whole month's supply of Dinty Moore stew to cook on <laughs> oh, my hot plate. Oh, I love Dinty. I should have had the Dinty for lunch today. I've got some at home. This bag's my clothes. This bag's my food. <laughs> my yeah, but doesn't that, doesn't that Dinty Moore beef stew stay with you a while after you eat it? No, heck no, man. Everything about that experience is, is a good one. All right, okay. stay tuned. We'll get to what's going on coming up next. Bowler joins us at the uh, top of the 5 o'clock, or excuse me, 4 o'clock hour, usually 5 for Bowler, but Jazz Game a little early tonight. Four o'clock for Bowler. Want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision, giving you 1,000 reasons to get rid of those contacts or glasses. That's $1,000 off LASIK. Start your road to better vision at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801-253-3080. 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.